Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus Murray from Black, Married, and Debt Free. And yes, you have heard correctly. Shira Murray and I have decided to step out into the podcast world to share with you some really, really dope content. For those of you who do not follow us on our YouTube channel, shameless plug, Shira and I are a 30-something millennial couple that paid off over $110,000 in debt in 2017. And we are passionate about sharing exactly how we did that with others. In this week's episode, we get to sit down with entrepreneurs, Kyra, John, and Michael, the creators of Kyra Shea Medleys. They're going to be sharing with us how they built their own hair and skincare empire from the ground up. You don't want to miss this episode, guys. So sit down, grab your popcorn, and get ready to be inspired. It's the Black Nerd and Deathly Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus from Black Mary Dead Free, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we are super excited today because we have the founders of Kyra Shea Medleys on the line today. And they have a hair care and skincare line. They're entrepreneurs. There's family dynamics at work within this company. And they have some exciting things coming up today, and I'm really excited that they've taken time from their busy schedules to share a little bit about their journey. Not just their product, but, but their journey in terms of entrepreneurship. So today, let's welcome Kyra, John, and Michael. We are super excited to have you. How are you all doing today? Uh, we're doing very good, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great. I'm to be here. Awesome. So... Before we jump into your story and your journey, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'll start. My name is Kyra. I'm the CEO of Kyra Shea Metleys, as well as our new line, Shea Med by KSM. Um, and I am from South Central Los Angeles. I just turned 30, just locked my hair this year. So I'm doing a lot of new new things happening. And we also just moved to Atlanta, Georgia. So this is the year of new for us. <laughs> <laughs> my name is John. I'm actually 33. My hair's been locked for a minute now, so I can't really say I just did it. But um, yeah, we just moved to Atlanta, just gotten closer to our, our target audience. Excited to be in the city, excited to be around so many progressive African-Americans, young entrepreneurs as well, too. So uh, it's been a great ride. It's awesome. Hello, my name is Michael Moore. I am 36. I am John's older brother and co-owner of Carve Shea Mudleys. I don't have to worry about locking my hair. <laughs> but if anyone tries to grow a beard, if we want to talk about hair product, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Man, that's great. We appreciate all, all three of you being on. Um, so I think, first of all, I think it's amazing uh, that you guys have decided to, you know, transition to uh, Atlanta. For those of you who don't know, there are a lot of African-American entrepreneurs. Uh, some people call it the Black Wakanda. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's really dope. <laughs> but I wanted to go back and kind of talk about the genesis of everything, you know, with you all growing up in South Central Los Angeles. 
were there any experience that triggered, uh, you know, your entrepreneurial interest? Or just tell us a little bit about the, the early years growing up in South Central. You want to start, John? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was actually born and raised in Watts, California. Um, it's literally in the heart of South Central, uh, right next to Compton, a little bit up the way from Long Beach. And being in our family where we come from, the neighborhood we're in, we really don't see too many people who are business owners. You maybe see one or two, but especially not any black business owners. And I think the first time that I got introduced to it was a friend of mine, he just did his first year at Biola University. And he came back for the summer and we were just having a conversation. They had a yard sale that his grandmother was doing. So he went up to help for his yard sale. And sadly, his grandmother didn't really sell anything. So we had a bunch of bottled waters that were left over that we would get people that intended to buy from us. So we had the bottle of water. So he said, you know what? We can't hold on to these for much longer. Let's go ahead and get rid of them. So I'm like, okay, I thought we were going to just hand them out. We drove up to Crenshaw. They're having a, a parade. And he's like, we're going to sell them. And I'm like, oh, we're going to sell these? He's like, yeah, we're going to sell them for a buck each. So we started selling them. The police came and stopped us. We didn't have a permit. And he made a deal with the police. Like, look, I'll give you guys 12 bottles of water. I know you guys are kind of hot. Just let me let go of the rest of them. And you're like, well, okay, sure. And we sold them. We made a profit. We were teenagers at the time. So I think that was the first time that I saw, like, oh, like, okay, it just takes a little bit of persistence. Uh, you have to find your opportunity. Maybe hustle a little bit and apologize later. And it worked out. So that's what started for me. Wow, nice. That's nice. Yeah. Michael? Um, let's see. Well, I am a uh, watch transplant. I didn't grow up completely in Watts. I actually moved to the IE Inland Empire, also known as San Bernardino. Um, I think, like John said, what are humble beginnings uh, with us having to grow up in uh, different circumstances? Uh, we learned from a very young age uh, to provide for ourselves. Uh, you know, we did have some key uh, people in our lives who were helping us um, along the way. And I think that's what really um, inspired us uh, with the idea of anything that we do to take ownership of it, whether it be a business or education or friendships and family, uh, just to make sure that we have more control over the things that we're involved in and the things that we do. So my story, so I'm from West Athens. Most people are just like, what's West Athens slash Westmont? It sounds like that's already in Georgia. I'm like, no, if you ever watch Boys in the Hood and um, he was like, I went to Washington. It was like, oh, he went to Wash House. I, I went to Washington. That's that's West Athens. Um, so that's the area that I'm from. Um, and my family, so first my grandmother um, had one of the biggest fruit and vegetable garden. So she used to make jams and pies, um, had a rose garden. And she also, I'm not sure if any of your grandmas had those old towels with the lace and the beads on them. My grandmother made those. So um, <laughs> had a little bit of an entrepreneurship um, um, in the beginning, um, she did that right out of her house. She also used to make dolls out of those old styrofoam bowls as well. And my mom was a cake decorator. She worked for Alpha Beta before it became Ralph's. And she always did some things from her house as well. So not technically official entrepreneurs where they had their business licenses and permits, but still making money for the family and doing what they have to do to provide. And even though entrepreneurship for me, I didn't think that was my pathway um, that I was going to do after going to college. I thought I was going to just be like maybe the executive director of some nonprofit education organization. 
but it kind of like jumped in our laps and um, John definitely was the, I would say the cornerstone in actually making Kyrsha Metley's happen. Um, but we all have, in a sense, had some level of entrepreneurship or experienced it, but just didn't really fully know that it was going to be a part of our own story. So it's, it's pretty right. awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. I think the the undertone in all of you all stories uh, was that you always, there was always some entrepreneurship going on, even at a young age. And I think that's really cool. And I like how Michael said, you know, you always wanted to have some control. And, and to a lot of our listeners, they may feel like, you know, they're at a place, maybe they're working a nine to five, whatnot, and they don't have that control. And I think that you you all story it really can speak to that, that individual. So can you tell us a little bit about the beginning of KSM and just how it got started, how you got the idea for it? What was really the motivation behind KSM. The idea for KSM, well, it wasn't even technically an idea for a business at the time. Um, I was a student at UCLA, and I'm not sure if your listeners all know, but that is predominantly white and Asian school, as well as the surrounding area, Westwood, predominantly white. So um, even just for me as a Black student, I had to walk around with my UCLA hoodie not to get the shopping while Black stereotype. Um, <laughs> so it was one of my, uh, I think the freshman year, I had just went out and I was trying to find a beauty supply so I could get some products for my hair and skin. That's not nothing out of the normal, you know, just needed to go to a beauty supply. Had ended up um, walking to two, catching the bus to one because I didn't have a car during that time. Um, and I was basically let down at every single stop that I made. Um, they didn't have any products for me, didn't have products for my hair. Um, and one particular instance that I always tell is this one um, and I believe she was the owner, but I asked for a moisturizer and she looked at my hair and was like, well, we have gel and we have mousse. And it was like, wait, what? Like, right. I didn't ask for a moisture, you know, I didn't ask for something to tame my hair. I asked for a simple moisturizer. My hair isn't that crazily different where you can't have something to moisturize my hair, but you know, you can't be the angry, stereotypical black woman. So you just have to say thank you and walk out disappointed because they have nothing for you. So I actually went home that day and cried to my mom like they just don't have anything for us here I was supposed to go to Spelman why am I at UCLA like it was it was that kind of a thing but um I ended up taking just thinking like you know I'm creative like I can make something so I did some research and was looking at what African women use on their hair and their skin I was actually an African-American studies major um so I was very into like what do let's go back to our roots. Like, what have we always used? And then shea butter kept coming up everywhere. So I'm just like, well, shoot, I need to try some of this. So I think I ordered some off Amazon, just like a little bit, just to try it. My skin loved it. My hair loved it, but I didn't like the smell of it and I didn't like the texture of it. So I'm just like, well, what can I do to make it a little bit better, you know, um, for me to use it and not have a problem. So I started experimenting. Again, I told you guys, my grandmother and her gardens and they, she was the one who taught me about witch hazel, aloe vera juice. We had aloe vera bushes. Um, <laughs> so I started using the ingredients that they had taught me about just to kind of come up with my own little mixture um, and went into my mom's kitchen cabinet and found some olive oil and some coconut oil and threw that in there um, just to see how it go. And it was amazing. So it started with just like these small experiments and then finding more ingredients, adding my own ingredients. And then it became a lot of family and friends loved it. So, and then I guess John can take the story from there, but he, I would say John is the one who um, 
who is the real starter of Kyra Shamilis because I was against it. I was not a business major. I wasn't a <laughs> chemistry major. So I'm like, no, like we can't start a business. You know, nobody in our family ever had a real business. We don't know what we're supposed to do. I'm the, I don't want to take the risk. John is like, yes, we can. You can do it. Let's try it out. So. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, I mean, mainly in the beginning, we just saw, well, she had an opportunity. I mean, she used to come up to where I used to work. At. I used to work at Chase Bank. And uh, I had needed something for my hair one day. She actually had some of the jars that she made. So I used it. And uh, a couple of the customers up there were just like, yeah, what are you using? Like, it smells really well. Like, your hair looks extremely healthy. And I kind of just like, oh, you know, it's something that uh, we were working on. And they were like, you guys should go ahead and the market that can we buy it so i went back to kyra and i said i think you may have some of your hands here and we're, we're both the same way kyra and i i mean same with michael too if we didn't know anything we pretty much good at figuring it out and we live in the age of youtube university so that kind of gives you the education that you would need to uh find answers that you're looking for so we just mapped out things from business plans to um how to start a brand to packaging to um if we need to have different variations of it who we need to be working with and they kind of just snowballed from there it really it's i tell everybody it's not about being ready but it's about being willing and that's what we were we were willing to go ahead and take that leap so tell us a little bit more about that leap so you say when you say take that leap what did that look like for you yeah and it looks it looks very fearful <laughs> you're you're basically i mean from the outside in everybody looks at entrepreneurship like oh you know you get to be your own boss and there's so much freedom and and on the flip side, it's actually a very time-constraining thing. Yeah, work uh, more hours. If you, if you work more hours. <laughs> it will be depending on you. It's it can be high, highly stressful because everything depends on you. But the leap was just really saying, okay, we're going to pour everything that we have into this, whether it's savings, whether it's free time. Literally, when they say you're not going out, you're not going out. Um, I knew a little bit about marketing. I took a couple of classes at, uh, there's a college in LA called Los Angeles Southwest College. But even still, it didn't prepare us for That's the real world of getting, <laughs> yes, I hear It didn't prepare us for digging into what it comes to like our numbers, our cost of goods, um, starting an Instagram account, starting our social media up, doing our email marketing, our retention. It's literally an entirely different world because you're sitting on the other side of the cash register now. So for so long, we've been consumers and now we're being producers so it's a it's a it's a little a literal shifting of a mindset in order to get yourself prepared to say okay i'm i'm betting everything in as nipsey hustle would always say all money in so it's that's what it was for us whether it be all of our time all of our resources attending classes we joined the incubator just to make sure that we're well educated networking getting out there with people we don't know willing to look foolish willing to look stupid and um just willing to risk it all. That's amazing. It sounds like you turn uh, Kyra's passion into a business. You know, you and and that's sometimes the hardest thing to do. Uh, people, yeah. they they're passionate about something, and it's like, but now the turning into a business is a, is a, is a is a much larger thing to scale. So I think that's that's awesome to hear that. You know, you, you guys dove out there and did that. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah, for sure. As our listeners are aware, there are a couple of people on the line. So we have Kyra, we have John, we have Michael. And so can you let us, let our listeners know how you all connected? So um, I met John um, 10 years ago now. <laughs> That's how long we've been together. Um, and yeah, so we started Kyra Shane Metley's, um as boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, it kind of was almost 
why do we do that? Maybe we should have got married first because all of the money that we would have used to get married, we kind of put into our businesses, which are now technically our babies. Um, <laughs> so you're kind of dealing with family saying, y'all was supposed to be married and y'all should have did this, you know, first. Um, and we was like, no, we're going to just start a business first and see what, how that goes. Um, and then Michael... John's brother, um, he came in as an investor, but he invested in us when we were still like extra rookie. We didn't really know what we were doing. He decided that he was going to see our vision before anyone else does. And even at the time, I wasn't, I didn't really understand what an investor was, what they do, angel investment versus venture capitalist. I didn't know any of that. But I knew that this was somebody who believed in us before everybody else did. So why not take him up? If you want to kind of talk a little bit more about that, Michael, you can. Yeah. So in the early beginnings of Karashi Budley, she has this wonderful product that she had actually had. Uh, presented to me and I thought it was fantastic and I obviously enjoyed using it. Uh, there came a point in time when I believe you guys started a kickstart program yeah. and you guys asking friends and family of course support uh, a local entrepreneur by uh, donating a couple dollars here and there whatever they could uh, contribute uh, to help them get off their feet and of course uh, it made its way around to me and uh, because I had my family involved, uh, that's what made it even more important to me. And I believe the conversation was, well, I can give you a couple dollars now, or I can just say, you know what? I can invest in my family. Who better to um, support and believe in than the people that you care and love about? And uh, I think it was kind of a, a great opportunity for me to fulfill my big brother role of destiny, uh, by allowing my <laughs> brother to uh, fulfill one of his dreams and be able to go after uh, something he believed in. I truly believe that true success is something that you share with others. And uh, I've been blessed and fortunate to have a replacing the position where I can offer uh, my resources, as limited as they are sometimes, uh, they're still resources, <laughs> to my family, my brother and my sister, Kyra and John, and just allow them to, um, like you guys said, go after your dream, chase your passion. And I was very happy uh, to play a very small, intrinsic role in that. And I'm blessed that they allowed me to share this experience uh, with them. And it's not small. Michael plays a huge role in what we do. He's so modest. Oh my goodness, Michael. I couldn't be anywhere where I am right now if it was not for these two guys. And I just want to like take my hats off to them because I know it's not the easiest to, I don't want to say bow down, but to allow the woman to be the CEO of the company when it's normally in reverse. The men are in the top, top row, but these two men are here. Oh my God. Like keep me in check, number one, <laughs> but have really stepped up and just it's not just, I'm going to stand behind Kyra. No, I'm going to stand in front of her. If she needs me there, we're going to stand next to her. It's like, thank you, <laughs> is what I can say right now. Thank you, guys. Wow, I mean, that's amazing just sitting here listening to the how Michael was sharing. It, it is, it's awesome that uh, Kyra and John, you know, you have someone that was family that you can you know, go to 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 invest in, in the business. I think a lot of times as African-Americans, we have these great ideas. Uh, I, I was listening to someone speak on this. They were saying, sometimes we have the idea, but we, we may have the idea for Uber, but we, we don't have the capital to make it happen. It just yeah. sits in our mind, you know? And I think that was great that there was someone there who was willing to invest. And I, I just, man, I take my hat off to the, to the three of you for creating this this uh, great business. So this is amazing.
Hi everyone, it's Shira, and I'm super excited to share that Kyra Shays Medley shared a 10% off code for all of our listeners. All you have to do is enter the promo code BMDF at checkout. So be sure to visit www.kyrashay.com and www.shaymed.com to check out their CBD infused line. Once again, the promo code is BMDF, all capitals. Now let's get back to the podcast. Uh, we see the early stage, we see pictures from the early stages of Amazon, you know, when they were in their small building, Jeff Bezos and them. What what was the early stages of KSM? What did it look like? Were you guys operating? <laughs> you know, t- tell us tell us the humble beginnings, if you will. <laughs> My mama's house. <laughs> So um, I kind of threw my business on my parents in a sense too. And thank goodness for them being as open as they were to a brand new kind of idea and taking over their kitchen space and some of their living room as my storage. Um, Yeah, uh, it literally started inside of my parents' house. Um, And even um, we went on Good Morning America and that opportunity I think John can talk a little bit more about it later but um, when we came home from that opportunity and had to fulfill these orders I turned my mom's living room into basically a Ford train line like it was literally um, family and friends coming over to help us um, get orders out like they were labeling jars making butters filling jars it was just shipping like we literally turned my mom's small living room into an entire factory (laughs) so yeah very small beginning (laughs) in the beginning i mean it was i remember some of our i actually have the picture still we have pictures of us taking like product shots of different variations of the products that we had but we hadn't yet produced it was a lot of empty jars filled with like cotton swabs because we had the labels and we knew what, what kind we wanted to make well okay we can't wait for the things to be made let's just take these pictures so we literally went to her backyard set up like a, a wooden like, flat lay and then kind of took the pictures there and we put it on social media so yeah. that's really what it was like for us in the beginning yeah. They were horrible. Like these were labels that I designed on Microsoft PowerPoint and went and got printed at <laughs> Staples. It was like, and we were cutting sometimes with scissors, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And our logo, oh my God. Um, yeah, I trademarked a logo that nobody would want. But you know, <laughs> I was just trying to be like, well, we have to make sure we're legal and doing everything the right way, Kyra. That was definitely not the right way. So, but <laughs> it's all a part of the beginning. You're going to do things. And as long as you are, like John said, being willing and trying. Oh my God, it's so funny when I think about it. Well, I'm going to send you guys pictures of like our old stuff as well <laughs> versus our new professionally designed labels like these were literally designed and cropped inside of paint like it was horrible (laughs) (laughs) what they're leaving out and to give our listeners a real world uh, evaluation when the jar says hand whipped it literally means hand whipped it means (laughs) long days and hours of cutting down shea butter and whipping it by hand and learning how to pipe in a jar and having a steady hand to place the label on and packaging and then trips back and forth to the post office um, to get these orders out on time. Uh, what people need to understand is, like John said, entrepreneurship. It sounds like a great big word, but what it means is manual labor. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I remember 
you know, I have a regular job as well. I call that my plan B, but my plan A has always been to believe in my family. And I would go down there on weekends on my uh, yep. days off. And I would, you know, be right in the kitchen with them, uh, whipping real hard. You know, <laughs> and cranking those things out and going home going, you know what? I think I may become more behind the scenes. Uh, just to be there to support, you know, uh, my family, and also suggest that we hire interns, which I was very happy to pay for, yes. uh, to make them butter as well. I mean, that's really what it is: is if you have a passion for something, you really take that ownership of it, and you believe and understand that in the beginning, it is going to be you um, that gets it off the ground and, and to keep the you know overhead low and uh, to ensure that you're putting out something that you can stand behind that hasn't been uh, processed by a third party or middleman. Um, and that's what these two do every single day and in and out, John and Kyra, uh, really like you guys spoke to before, they've sacrificed uh, some of their other ambitions and dreams uh, for KSN to be where it's at today for us to have this honor and privilege to be um, invited onto this wonderful podcast uh, by you guys. And that's what it really takes is those long nights when you think you're the only one in the world that believes in yourself and you have to keep going. That's very well said. Very well said. Right. A, a labor of love. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in your journey, I know you talked about being featured on Good Morning America and you've had several, several Essence, features. LA Sentinel. <laughs> yeah. So were there ever a time when you were just discouraged and you just was just like, look, I'm tired of whipping this shea butter. I'm just, I'm about to, to throw in the towel. And you know, have you ever felt that way? And what is it that kept you going? Yes. Oh my God. Like, I, ugh. I, yes. Um, there's going to be multiple times where you are just feeling like you're failing. Even if people are telling you that, no, this is still a good product and you should keep going. You're just like, no, we should have been at this level by now or we should be in a thousand stores by now. Not sure, you know, um, I don't know. It's it's, it's hard um, when you're doing, I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen this um, it's kind of like a meme, but it's basically showing the journey of an entrepreneur. And most people think that it's like a, a diagonal going up line, like it's just a ascending line, but it's actually a roller coaster with loops and you're going down and up and back and forth. Like it's, <laughs> it's crazy of a journey. I think the thing that keeps these guys going as well as uh, uh, me personally is the influence it has on the people around us. Um, like Kyra said, people hear this story and they're so inspired by it. Even if um, they don't necessarily start something, I think it sparks that idea. Um, younger people being able to have a, a level of influence outside of the, I think the stereotypical role of an African-American male or female to be a, a model or a rapper or a sports star. Um, it really is about ownership. You know, I think it's kind of when people say, are you rich or are you wealthy? And uh, rich and wealthy are two different things. And when you own something, you feel a wealth, not necessarily monetary. But I think as far as um, wealth in life, you have something uh, to be proud of, something to call your own, something that can never be taken away from you. Uh, no matter where KSM goes in the future, um, it was still something that sparked a, a wonderful change in, I believe, all three of us, um, as well as our family. Um, the thing that keeps me going, working my plan B, is to see the look on my family's face, to, 
to give the generation before us something to be proud of, like my grandmother and our mother and our uncles and aunts who had more difficult times than we we had. That had something to be discouraged by that was outside of business ownership where that wasn't even possible at the time. And we have done some wonderful things uh, with KSM, um, like the pop-up shop um, that we were able to be a part of in Los Angeles that was the brainchild of John, um, that allowed other people to get the same experience that we had. That's what keeps you going when you feel discouraged, when you think, man, I just want to take today off and you know, I don't want to feel like doing this. You got to think that there were people who had harder times that were far um, beyond comparison of just simply being tired. Um, it was actually year three where we even broke even when it came to our finances. And um, for most businesses, they fail before they can even break even. So for us, it's been so many just different moments where it was just like, are we going to make it? There's so much that comes with entrepreneurship. But for me, one of the main things that probably kept me going is anytime we would get these inter- these emails or text messages or um, messages on our Twitter and our Instagram from customers saying, your product changed my life. Like I'm now incorporating an all natural regimen into my entire family's beauty regimen. My, um, this is helping with my grandson's eczema or this is helping me with my acne or um, now I'm able to grow my natural hair. I love my curls now. I used to hate my curls, but now I love them. Um, and even with our new line with Shea Med, it's a CBD infused Shea Butter. We have customers who are saying, your product is helping me cope with my fibromyalgia or your product is helping um, with my arthritis and I no longer have to take these crazy painkillers that the doctor gives me because your product is helping me. So when I get messages like that, it tells me that what you're doing is much bigger than you. So whether you feel like you're failing or not, you can't stop. Keep going. I think the biggest example that we had was there was one moment we were sitting around the table and it might have been our first or second year, but... um, Sales were kind of dying off. You know, you always have an initial spike and we're sitting there like, man, are we really doing the right thing? It's taking up so much time. We're not really seeing the fruits of our labors. And we genuinely wanted to quit. We kind of had that conversation. Uh, I believe like a couple, either the night before or a couple of days before. But while we were doing that and sitting around the table, I told Kyra, I'm like, hey, grab one of the jars we have. Let's go to the Target that's right around the corner from us, right? So we get, get up, we go, we drive over there. I'm like, Kyra, you need to be the lookout. She's like, why? Like, what are we doing? I was like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put our jar on the shelf so that we can actually visualize where we want to be. So Kyra looked out. She's looking down the house. I put the jar up there and I took a picture, right? Take the picture of our jar on the shelf. We uh, take that picture. We put it on like our desktop screens. And it was just something that we would see, you know, just to visualize ourselves. Okay, we want to be here. This is where we want to be. And we would kind of see it on a daily basis. And and yeah, prayed over it as well, too. And then the crazy part is a year later, you know, now Target is the one putting ourselves on the shelves. And we ain't got to look out anymore. So I think that was kind of the overcoming moment when I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, anything really is possible as long as you genuinely can see it. Have a desire to go after it, man. That's that's very inspiring. That the story that you shared and visualizing it and, and and going through that process, I think that is amazing and it's important. And you know, to our listeners, you may be 
in a different place. You may be, you know, having goals that you are not seeing come to fruition or you're kind of struggling with. And I think that story is a testament to anything you're trying to achieve. You know, it's about staying in the process, not giving up. So, yeah. And that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So we may have some individuals that are looking to start a business and don't exactly know where to start. Uh, what would you say to that person that says, hey, I have an idea for a business, but I just don't know what to do? Um, I, I'll, I'll say this one. One thing that I preach as much as I can is to do market research. You know, first find out if there's a need for what you have. Um, try to, if you can, develop a couple focus groups, a couple surveys, and really see what it is that people want. And that'll help you craft the type of products that people need. Because most times we have an idea in our head and we're like, oh, it's great to us. It'll be great to everybody. And then we release it. And there's so much money that can be wasted when you have to go ahead and do um, research and development post a product actually being out. Whether that's redesigning the labels again, whether that's redesigning the products again, whether that's trying to find out your profit margins. Am I charging too much for this? Am I charging too low for this? So it's always best to go ahead and say, okay, let me at least get my research done first so I can see what people want, how much to price it for. Are they looking for a certain aesthetic? Are they looking for certain influencers to have these? Where is my target audience? Should I be on Facebook? Should I be on Instagram? Should I be on Twitter? What's the conversation being had around my products? Like, once again, just so you're not wasting months of your time because time is definitely money whenever you're trying to launch a product or launch a business. But also, don't get so caught up in researching that you procrastinate starting your business. So that's right. another thing as well. And also, don't jump straight into legal side, which is what I did. I also have thought I was going to be a lawyer at some point. So I was like, nope, everything has to be legal. We have to trademark everything. We have to get this permit and do this, this, this. It's just like, wait a minute. Like, we're not even sure if this business is viable yet before you start spending thousands of dollars on legalities that don't matter yet. So if you can, and um, as John is saying, with your research, do a one-page business plan. Like, that's a one-page. And it's all you're doing is breaking down your who, what, when, where, why, how. Like, that's it. Like, what is your business? Who are you trying to serve? Where is it going to be held? Who are you going to be giving? You know, where are your customers going to be? Like, just do the basics and then start it. Like, don't wait um, right now. Social media is still free, but of course they're having like you trying to pay your ads and stuff with Facebook, but social media is still free. Um, going through your Facebook, talking to your family and friends, that's still something that's free. Going to the college campus and passing out a couple things if you do have a product-based business, that's still free to do. So what isn't free is basically you saying, I'm going to give up some of my time to do this. Um, but then also know though too, when you start your business, there may be times when you are sacrificing some money, which you can call an investment. At times, we've lost stuff that I can't call an investment. It was like, why did, that was just dumb. We shouldn't have done that. But um, you will sometimes lose money. You will sometimes lose relationships because um, your time isn't there as much anymore. Some of the friends who you thought were going to just be there are no longer there because you can't always be there for them. So, I mean, it's a good thing. It kind of shows you who really is in your corner. And that's awesome, you know, for you as a business person. Um, and then there's times where you might lose time and energy 
but know that in the end it is worth it and you're going to gain all of that back you're going to gain new friends new relationships new money that you never thought you would even be able to have so like just don't do your research but then don't procrastinate when it comes time to actually do it you're going to fail that is okay you can still get back up and keep going like fail once try again right i think to bring it all kind of full circle and, and and break it down is when you get ready to start a business or anything of that nature even a relationship you surround yourself with like-minded people um one that's going to give you a great uh gene pool of knowledge um and two it's going to put you in a uh, place where people understand your circumstances like Kyra and john had mentioned before um when you get ready to start something like this uh, people don't understand what's going on you have doubters or non-believers because they're not uh in the um they don't have the impression that a lot of things can be done until it's already been done and then by that point it's too late um secondly do it for passion do it for something more than just a dollar amount because at the end of the day i think we all understand that the only reason why we work is to trade monetary compensation for time if you were able to get your time back without having to actually work you would actually be wealthy in life like i said before um and that's a priceless uh, amount of money um that can be done so when these times become hard or in the beginning when you feel lost as long as you have that passion drive and you have like-minded people around you um, i think that's what's going to help um, elevate you through some of those struggles and stressful and uh, anxious times that you will experience and uh, i'm fortunate enough to have two wonderful partners who really have uh, made the ultimate sacrifice by making this um, their everyday passion and um, i get a chance to kind of come in and make a guest appearance every now and then on a podcast or, <laughs> or two but you know i i understand it from the other aspect of you know i do get up and i do go to another job and i go man so much energy is put into someone else's train you know what would i do if i had all this time back and watching these guys take advantage of that opportunity um is the greatest experience that i've had and it's what's made my life um, a lot more wealthier um, than i could ever imagine wow that's that's amazing guys you know sitting here listening we're learning and that's the beautiful part about doing these podcasts that we get to learn from people who are doing some incredible things and you guys the story is just extremely inspiring i can't really express that enough so we thank you guys for joining uh joining us uh on the podcast absolutely and as you're talking i can feel the love right and it, you know so much wisdom <laughs> Right. So much wisdom, and I hope that I hope that our listeners really, really got that. There are lots of wonderful nuggets throughout your story, and so um, if we can take a moment, and if you could share uh, with everyone where they can where they can connect with you, and then also where they can find Kyra's Shave Medley. Thank you. So we're um, predominantly online. Our website is kyrashay.com. Um, if you're also looking for a CBD infused product that's for beauty and pain relief, you can find that at shaymed.com. Um, and we're on social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Kyra Shea Medley. 
Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something. Hold on a second, Dad. I have to say something. Yeah, we need your help. Uh, kids, I'm kind of in the middle of something. Well, Dad, we want all the listeners to vote for this podcast to win Best New Podcast Plutus Award. Yeah, Dad. Ah, oh, that reminds me. Guys, we would love to be nominated for this year's Best New Podcast Plutus Award. We have a link in the description of this podcast. All you have to do is copy and paste that into your web browser, enter your name, email, and scroll all the way down to submit. We can't do this without you.